Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. You're listening to a podcast from The Pool. Hi, I'm Viv Groskop, your pool agony aunt, and this is Waving Not Drowning, where I'll discuss how to combat your problems and solve your emotional issues. This week, it's a sex and dating special, and we're going to be talking about dating and sex after divorce, how to cope with text sex, and what to do if you fancy your doctor. Our first question. Dear Viv, I just got divorced and want to start dating again. How can I get the confidence to get back out there? Also, how much has sex changed since the late 1990s? Oh, Lordy, <laughs> you have not come to the right place. But this is Dear Viv, so it will have to be the right place. First of all, total honesty, I have absolutely no idea how much sex has changed since the late 1990s. I have not had sex with anyone apart from my husband since 1998. So really, I'm not qualified to answer this part of your question. When I first met my husband, I did not own a mobile phone because it was 1998. I have not been on a date since the internet was invented. Uh, in fact, on one of our first dates, my husband had to explain to me what Ask Jeeves was because Google did not yet exist. I think it's fair to say, therefore, that my qualifications are out of date and possibly no longer even legally viable. Um, although I have asked a lot of nosy questions over the years of people who are perhaps too well equipped to answer your inquiry about what sex is like nowadays on the dating scene. And I always listen to their replies carefully and with great interest. Let's start with the first bit. Well done on getting divorced. Hooray, party on. Uh, sorry if that sounds brutal or rude or sarcastic, but I really mean it. I don't think we celebrate divorce enough. And I speak as someone who's been married for 15 years and does not want to get divorced, just in case my husband is listening. Uh, this is not a veiled cry for help. I treasure our union forged in the shared knowledge of Ask Jeeves. I'm a fan of good marriages. And anyone who is a fan of good marriages is a fan of divorce because not every marriage can be a good one. And as soon as you've worked at it a bit and realised it isn't ever going to be a good marriage, getting out is a healthy step. Getting out of a relationship that isn't working is positive and proactive. 
It takes bravery and courage and no small amount of self-awareness. Not everyone is capable of that. So give yourself a pat on the back for getting through a tough decision and moving on. Don't be in a hurry to let go of what a big deal this is. There is no rush to go on to the next bit. You have the whole of the rest of your life ahead of you. I know what you are thinking, though. Come on, Viv, get to the sex bit. But hold on a moment. We will get to that. Next, you mentioned confidence. Now, I'm not sure how seriously to take you when you suggest that your confidence is low. I will take it at face value because that's what I tend to do here. But I think you might be more confident than you're admitting to yourself. You got divorced. That takes guts and confidence. You want to start dating again. You've already thought about what the sex might be like. That spells confidence to me, or at least a healthy curiosity, and that is close enough. So what do you do next? And when am I going to talk about the sex bit? Uh, The confidence bit, we'll get to the sex bit, is easy. Retail therapy. I know, predictable. Time with friends who make you feel good about yourself and the destruction of any photographic evidence that does not make you feel good about yourself. How to start dating again. That is also pretty easy. I understand that the internet is your friend. Do not be afraid. The way to approach this is as if you are an investigative reporter who's doing a massive Mori poll on effective dating strategies. I think I might have mixed up my journalism, my pollster activities there, but you know what I mean. You must gather information. Talk to as many people as you can about which dating sites are best, how they meet people, what to watch out for, what's a waste of time. People will love telling you this stuff. Uh, By the way, take any melodrama with a pinch of salt and start casting out your own net and having your own experiences. As for the sex, yes, now I'm going to talk about the sex bit. Again, talk to people who have been through the same experience, dating and sex after divorce or getting back out there after a long period of being with one person. I know some things have changed. Um, A friend once told me a horrific one-night stand story about a man who turned to her the next morning and said, that was great, but do you have any toys? Uh, He didn't mean Lego. And this kind of thing did not happen in my day. Uh, But ultimately, sex is sex and bodies are bodies. And there is really only so much you can do. And how colourful that is very much depends on who you meet. So get your groove on and get out there, girlfriend. Sorry, I've gone all Beyonce. It was the mention of all the sex. Our next letter this week. Dear Viv, I'm seeing this guy and he keeps sending me, let's say, saucy texts. When I get a message from him, I burst out laughing because really, is that meant to turn me on when I'm knee deep in the rush hour commute? Anyway, I like to consider myself an adventurous lady and open to new things. So Viv, how do I sext someone? Oh, heavens to Betsy. Uh, I refer you to my previous answer about not even owning a mobile phone at the time uh, when I last went on a first date. When it comes to sexting, I'm not even a virgin, I'm the Pope. Uh, But I do like to keep up with developments in all fields of human interaction, so I'm going to answer this in the manner of a high court judge fascinated by this new anthropological development. Just in case anyone is listening, such as my mother perhaps, who is not particularly familiar with sexting, it is the expression of sexual desire via text messaging. This is its proper title, I have decided. It's intimate and fun and often funny. Now, I really do sound like a high court judge. But sexting has a lot of pitfalls. 
as you suggest, dear adventurous lady, I love the way that you call yourself this, by the way, just the fact that you mention being adventurous suggests the complete opposite. And I feel you may have already revealed that sexting is not for you at all, which is totally okay. It doesn't make you a closed person. It may just make you a person with a highly developed sense of humour. Sexting is a bit ridiculous and we were not all born to be a fan of it. I don't think the problem here is that you don't know how to send texts about sexy time or that you're not open to new things. You obviously are because you are trying to like the sexting. The problem is that you cannot take this person seriously who's sending you these texts and you find his attempts to be sexy and witty by text laughable. I get the impression it's making you feel guilty and I wonder why this is. You don't say how much you like this new man or how you feel about him. You don't say how serious the relationship is. Maybe the disconnect between his saucy texts, I have an image of Barbara Windsor in my mind, the thought of this, and your reaction to the texts is ringing alarm bells for you. I'm not sure whether you really care about sexting at all. I think you're worried that you and this guy just don't match. There is only one way to proceed here, though, and that is to talk to him face to face, not by text. Can you tell him that when you get his texts, it makes you laugh a lot? Tell him in a nice way, not in a I'm laughing at how pathetic you are way. I think it's not hurtful to say, I love the texts you send me. They make me laugh a lot. Is that bad? His reaction will be interesting. If he's a good person, he'll also laugh and possibly send you even more hilarious sex texts. If he is not such a good person, I suspect he will move on to his next correspondent who finds his texts sexy instead of laughable. In short, sexting is like parts of sex. It's instinctive and you either like it or you don't. And you have to find the right person to do it with. I'm interested in the fact that you think there's something wrong with you rather than there being something wrong with his texts. Maybe they're just not right for you. I hope they don't have any spelling mistakes in them, by the way. That would be extremely unattractive. Our third question this week. Dear Viv, I fancy the pants off my doctor, but I know they're not allowed to liaise with patients. Short of hanging around the car park after hours, which is creepy and horrible, do you have any top tips on engineering a meeting? Oh, please... Don't send in this question. (laughs) I have very little sympathy for this question. I don't think you fancy your doctor. You just think you do. Leave your poor doctor alone. And please do not go anywhere near the car park at the surgery or indeed any car park anywhere else. How can I advise you here? I'm trying to think myself into your doctor pant fancying shoes and I'm struggling, especially as you acknowledge yourself in pretty strong language that this is a situation that is potentially creepy and horrible. That said... We have all been attracted to someone in a position of authority with whom we are not supposed to have a romantic relationship. How on earth do you think MPs ever managed to have sex with anyone? Don't be fooled, though, about your real feelings towards this person. I think you're building up a story and a drama for yourself because there's stuff missing in your life. I'm sorry to be harsh about that, but I don't want you to waste any more time on a possibility that is not even doomed. It's so doomed that it's not even a possibility. You have a life to get on with. Don't dream it away on a fantasy. 
To be fair to you, though, we've all done this. I am reminded, slightly shamedly, of one time many years ago when I had a passing affection for a doctor who was suave and debonair and not unlike Clooney the ER years. Yes, really. A bout of dysentery, which required intimate medical intervention, soon disabused me of the notion that it was meant to be between the two of us. I don't suggest that you contract an acute gastrointestinal condition, but I can only assume that so far you've had some fairly innocuous illnesses that have brought you into contact with this doctor. I'm willing to bet my now perfectly functioning guts on the fact that if you had a serious illness, your thoughts towards this doctor would become distinctly more professional. So please, no engineering of meetings, no hanging out near the surgery nonchalantly, no watching of ER, Grey's Anatomy or House for you. Although if you do watch any of those, then please remind yourself that the doctors only ever have relationships with other medical professionals. They never go anywhere near the disease-riddled patients. Find a hobby. Take up Thai cookery. Learn to play the drums. The expression, an apple a day keeps the doctor away, is about cultivating healthy habits. You need to find your own equivalent of the apple and keep away from the doctor. That's all for today. If you have a problem you'd like to submit, please send your email to dearviv at thepoolltd.com or tweet us at thepooluk. Thanks for listening. Join us again soon and sign in to thepool.com where you can get more content specifically made by us for women like you. We hope we see you there. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.